you suck. Okay. Oh yeah, we're back. Let's go. Me and my back. Me and my back daddies. What's up, my people? We're back. We got Uncle Gary. We got Boss Man CT. This is a podcast formerly known as a mid-range podcast. Running back as a mid-range podcast. I hope you remember us. Uh, Santa Fe Nate died. He's dead. Mm -hmm. R.I.P. in peace to Santa Fe Nate. Later on in the program, we'll have reoccurring guest Santa Fe Nate with us. But beforehand, but beforehand, we'll have uh, just uh, Uncle Gary and CT provide us with some uh, commentary. Uh, CT, how have you been? You know, it's good to be back. I think I think we left on a high note, which is what you're supposed to do. And then naturally, we took Bachelorette and Bachelor season off. We can't. We're coming back hot. This is what we do. Right. We had we had a, we had to run back our bachelorette brackets, and and now we're back. Uh, Gary, yes. if, if if we're gonna talk about bachelorette, I might I might have to join Santa Fe in the crypt. <laughs> well, no, that was that was the other podcast. That yeah, you weren't a part of. It, so. Oh, okay. That was the other That's podcast funny. that we um, every episode forgot to record. So it's just one of those things that happened, but. Um, I mean, we got a lot. Of, we got a lot to talk about, and I don't even know where to begin. Maybe most recently with the Russell Westbrook news. You know, I'm happy for us. I think, you know, he's going to come out. He's going to break at least two backboards this year, and average triple double. Great. I uh, I saw a little comment today. Uh, I couldn't remember the exact wording of it because I was watching it on my lunch break, but. Uh, Somebody asked him, you know, a little spiteful, or did you feel a little, you know, did you feel something because, uh, you know, Kevin Durant left, and he's like, who? So he, uh, him and Kevin Durant, not on good speaking terms, said that he found out about it the same way that everybody else did, whether that's just him trying to build the uh, me against the world mentality. But I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited to see those guys go at each other because it could be like the closest thing to a fist fight that we've seen. It could be the closest thing to a rivalry the NBA has had, like a real '90s rivalry of like people trying to punch people out. Since the NBA has had since Gilbert Arenas probably brought his gun into his own locker room, but we don't know. Anytime you can get a Gilbert Arenas slash Javaris Crittenden, you know, represented <laughs> within the first ten minutes of a a welcome back pod. I mean, I think we just need to shut it down. Yeah. Well, you know, it was great. It was great talking to everybody again, but I, but I think, uh, as George Costanza does, you just leave on the high note and just walk off. <laughs> do, you, do you think the, uh, Russ KD possible feud would be at a higher level than Giannis taking out Mike Dunleavy in the playoffs or a little, a little more civil? Um, no, it's a good question. I'll probably I mean, say it's a little bit more civil than the than the than the Dunleavy Giannis rivalry, just because you know those two guys can just fly off the handles at any time. Yeah, I mean the Giannis Dunleavy, like that's like watching a couple of spaghetti boxes fight each other. Like <laughs> there's just all arms and legs, and <laughs> I mean that just there would be no entertainment value there whatsoever. <laughs> 
at least Russell, you know, he, he looks like he could fight somebody because he looks a little crazy sometimes. And, I mean, he's got the Ninja Turtle face 24-7, so he's been in a brawler too. What Ninja Turtle do you think Russell Westbrook would be? Sure, good point. Question all. I think I think he's Raphael. Because I was gonna say Raphael. Because, because Raphael, if you remember in the original Ninja Turtle movie, Raphael like goes apeshit for like No wait. No, Raphael, yeah, he goes apeshit and like tries to take matters into his own hands, gets knocked out for like two weeks, has to sit in that bathtub out at out at Casey Jones's compound. Oh God, that's so Russell that's so Russell Westbrook and can't even get over it. He just tries to so, take like, matters into his own hands. Did you ever play that? Uh, it was a Super Nintendo game. It was like Turtles in Time, where they go and they like they gotta save the world effectively. But Raphael, he's got the short size. He's yep. got no range. Yep. Just like Russell, no range. True. Yeah, that's a very good point. That is a very good point. I didn't even think. I didn't even think in terms of the weapons. I was going more on personality alone. But I mean, all signs point to Raph. Ooh, got, I guess you know, fashion-wise, Russell is a very Guy, I mean, which any any fashion icons in the uh, in the turtle turtle era? Well, Raph Raph really brought back the trench coat look when he would go out at night and walk around the city. So that's kind of that's a turtle in a trench coat, kind of kind of on par with Russell Westbrook's wardrobe and fashion statements. So say either that or Russell dresses like Shredder. Ooh, good point. Mm, good counterpoint. Mm, point. We got a point counterpoint. A good PCP. Um, <laughs> Trust me, I know good PCP. <laughs> a good, that, I, was, that was decent. I, you know, I love a good PCP. Olympic basketball coming up. A lot of, lot of events surrounding Olympic basketball. We got Draymond's dick. We got the yeah. team just staying on a yacht, and we got just Rio in general. What do you guys expect from the Olympics? Other than Harrison I, uh, Barnes leading the team in scoring. What, what was that, CT? <laughs> I was going to say, I, I don't know uh, what to expect, maybe because I, I don't know the size of Draymond's penis. So my you know, expectations are, you know, I don't know what to expect because I don't know how I don't know if he's packing. I didn't get not a great look. Um, you know what? I'll tell you what. Not a great look at penis. <laughs> okay. Well, then, you know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking he's going to be relegated to bench duty just because, you know, his intimidation factor is now, he, he's just not as tough as he once seemed because he's, he's packing a baby dick. But, um, you know, other than that, yeah, sports. If you couldn't tell, that's why Al is our stats and research guy. Um, he's willing to go there. Uh, you know, I think the bigger, bigger is is uh, what's all on that yacht? I mean, that's you gotta have more room than just uh, you got a bowling alley, you got a movie theater, you got you got some spare rooms. I yeah, mean, there's well, people want to know. There's, I mean, there's gonna be some shit happening on that boat. It has like bulletproof. It has bulletproof glass. It has like three sets of security guards that you had to get past to even get in there. And then once you're inside, you have. I don't know. A lot of room for adult activities. I think I think the Olympics transferred over the forty-five, the four hundred and fifty thousand condoms that they sent to the Olympic Village. I think they just sent them right over to the super yacht for the team. <laughs> I mean, if if you're 
like the one or two guys on that yacht who've got like families? I mean, are you just sitting in there like hating your life royally, or are you like yeah, no, Zika, whatever? The answer to that question is yes, because. All you have to do is look at Mellow on the flight over there when everybody's singing, having a good time because they're pumped up about having to go on a super yacht for two weeks and just bang out all these Brazilian girls. And Mellow's like, oh, I got Honey Nut Cheerios Lala with me, and she's going to she's gonna fucking bring me down the whole time. That's why he didn't want anything of it. He wasn't on the same level as the rest of the guys, and that's why he was being such a Debbie Downer during that flight. It's, it's like when the whole gang does some four loco and then the one guy doesn't and then you're like oh man i am not i'm not i'm not with them right now. <laughs> you think oh i'm just going to be responsible i'm not going to take adderall pre-workout and a four loco all together and go out and then you realize that you're the only one and you're just kind of like man i wish i wasn't such a debbie downer like carmelo anthony like you're a point two but you're sober compared to everybody else so it's like well i mean okay might as well just Enjoy the indoor bowling alley that's downstairs. Lala. <laughs> well, see, I think if, if Carmelo's taking the leadership role seriously, what he has to do, you tell the family that, you know, we've got a film session. It's got to be real serious. Everybody's got to be off the boat. You talk to Coach K. You take it out to international waters. Because then technically anything goes. You know, no rules. Free no pass. Rules. Free pass right there. Yep. That is a free pass. That's, you know, you know what? That's a good idea. Spoken like a man who's been on a private with a bunch of millionaires before. Times it has happened. No, I think what we need is we need to send one of our intrepid journalists from, you know, the junk table about WordPress.com or WordPress at the junk table. Um, one of those. I want to re do some investigative Snapchat reporting. So I think if we had an you know, he could do that, but RIP. <laughs> I would... Mm -hmm. See, again, that's why we bring you on for the multimedia tech savvy. True. In, in such a tech savvy world, we really need to do internet deep dives. And we don't really have a platform to do that anymore because the world, because the junk table's dead and Nate's dead. So, RIP to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? None of us are really that shaken up, considering he died so tragically. But uh, mm -hmm. you know, that's just the, that's the law of the jungle, I guess. Well, he yep. died doing what he loved, which was gambling on parlays, and then throwing money to bookies, and then being viciously murdered. So, oh, that's how he died. That he loved all three of those things. <laughs> 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 but uh, I guess going going back to you know I. I don't think it's going to be a competition for the U.S. I mean, Coach K has actually taught those guys how to play, like, basketball and not just, like, and one mixtape tour, um, which, I mean, DeMar DeRozan trying a 360 dunk on a guy was incredible, and I wish more people did that. But Coach K kind of taught him how to play the team because he kind of need to do that every now and then to beat some of those Spanish-Argentinian teams. So I think they'll not lose a game, maybe lose one game, get a gold medal, bang a bunch of bitches, and get home. Who's going to lead the team in scoring? Harrison on the court. On the court. <laughs> big, big distinction there. <laughs> Harrison Barnes. No, but seriously, probably... Mm, 
I'll go with, well, I mean, the obvious answer is like KD. But you have to go with somebody that's kind of like at the end of the bench that's going to ha- actually get all the time. And it's just going to be able to just, just fill it, just shoot 20 shots when they're already up by 8,000. So that's more of a strategic play. Because Kevin Durant's just going to come out and score like 18 in the first like 20 minutes. And you're just like, oh, first okay. Six possessions. And yeah, I was like, oh, okay, great. Sense. U.S. is up 47-2 to two again. And so here comes Harrison Barnes. Yep, I was right, Harrison Barnes. That's going to be it. <laughs> you really walked yourself down. The path there to I, really that, a, I really took a – I circled back to it, put a pin in it for a second, circled back to it, and just convinced myself of Harrison Barnes. I mean, if I'm being honest, I like it. I mean, he's got something to prove, and I think that's that's a key factor in these in these fifty point blowouts. And if you've like never played against that guy before, and you just look at him, I mean, he is terrifying. Like he is tatted up head to toe, complete hothead, six foot eleven, like can move around damn well for his size, and he's just like got, he's a little off. So you just never know, like he's gonna. Punch you in the face, or just like shake your hand, slap you in the butt. I don't know. I'm going boogie, strictly for fear factor. I like That's it. A good point. I'll go with. Uh, I'll go with. Uh, yeah, I don't like any of these options. Anyway, um, I'll go with Demar, just because the 360 dunk excited me. I've got. I know. He's got a lot now. of swag and a lot of confidence right now. So I mean, that's not a bad, not a bad uh, pick. Funny note. I just searched Team USA Basketball. First one that came up is Elena Deladon. So, do we throw her into the mix? You know, honestly, she probably will, you know, I guess lead both teams in scoring. You know, so, that's yes. a, you know, that's another loophole that we didn't think of. We didn't specify the United States men's team. We're being a little sexist here. <laughs> and if there's one thing that this podcast isn't, it's sexist. True. Um, I mean, that's pretty much it for NBA talk. It's, I mean, it's just end of July. There's not a whole lot happening. Um, Steph Curry still has brought out fire, fire shoes. The chef carried two lows. Everything's pretty much at a stalemate, I would say. Kind of in a, kind of in a dead period. So we could touch on some football. I'm living up here in uh, Green Bay now. So I'm always going over to the stadium during the day. Got the hands up on the fence. I got my I got my uh, roster sheet out. I'm making crossing off people that you know are making bad plays, bad reads. Talking to the guys from that's been there since '62, and they and they're telling me that this is the best that they've seen people in camp. So uh, what do you, what do you guys got for the NFL season? That's a great question. I'll uh, since I've got the Minnesota eyes up here. It's pretty gosh darn hilarious listening to these guys and how much they love Teddy Bridgewater. It oh, is, God. Teddy is. Two Gloves. <laughs> I listen to AM Sports Radio for humor in the mornings, which is a nice way to get my morning started. They were talking the other day of who quarterbacks in the NFL that they would take Teddy Bridgewater over. Some of them were saying you know, the, the borderline guy was like Tannehill, which they would take Teddy over Tannehill. Uh, some of them were saying that they would take Teddy over Derek Carr. 
and no. like oracles. No. Um, which, you know, if you want a guy that can throw a ball that looks like a frozen fucking turkey 30 yards, then Teddy's your man. <laughs> Uh, I would that, take him over no Tannehill things. probably though. I'd take him over Tannehill, but I mean, you got to. But not Derek Tannehill. Carr. But Tannehill's got for baggage, which is a smoke show that's going to bring more fans to the stadium. True, you, you have to think of the intangibles. Always think of the you intangibles. Can't, you can't teach that. Um, nope. But yeah, I just I literally started laughing at my car when they were talking about Bortles and I mean Derek Carr. Really, Derek Carr's going to be like a top five quarterback in the league and like. Two or three years and all the other guys I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure Derek Carr threw for like 30 touchdowns and 10 interceptions last year. Yeah, and their justification was, well, you know, those guys are always playing from behind and always doing this, that, and the other. If you asked Teddy to throw the ball 40 times a game, it wouldn't, he wouldn't have 300 yards. <laughs> how, many times can you, how, so how many times can you uh, throw, uh, you know, a five-yard dig route before it gets picked up on by, by the defense? Dump Answer, not McKinnon. very often. Dump off to McKinnon. Dump off to McKinnon. Five yard out. <laughs> Dump off to McKinnon. We ran, we ran deeper outs in, in flag football in college. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just my little spin on the hilarity up here. What's the word down in Texas, CT? Well, as you may know, there are two teams in Texas. Not, not everybody knows that. Um... I myself am followed by three Houston Texan cheerleaders, so Ooh. I think I'd be a real Texan fan. But, Ooh. you know, oh. I, I just Googled the Texans oh. to try and get... Man, they follow like 50,000 people, so it's you know, nothing special. <laughs> <laughs> Does it, so um, you're telling me there's a chance. Yes. One out of 50,000. Yeah. Never give up on your dreams. Um, I did just Google the Texans roster, and they have Braxton Miller, who I believe was a player in Ohio State, who's quite quick, and I think if they give him the ball and don't have a quarterback on the team, like just run some hybrid wildcat system, Houston Texans to full runner-ups. Call him a shot right now. Hard-hitting takes there. Did, do you know if they pulled uh, Tony Romo off the buffet table yet in Dallas or no? <laughs> it's angles. <laughs> you gotta be aware of angles. It's all angles, and the breeze was probably blowing his practice jersey out, you know, a good three, four inches. Um, that double chin, I mean, lighting, or maybe he didn't shave. Who knows? You know, since the. Uh, he has his QB day, jacket. He, he has just, his QB jacket underneath the jersey, even though it's a non-contact day, just to get used to it. I mean, a 15 mile an hour breeze, and that guy's gonna break a collarbone. So you gotta pretty much wrap it in bubble wrap all the time. You know, if you think about it, early in the preseason, the man's a frat, but of course, he probably knew he was that day. So I'm thinking, you know, he was sneaking a little, a little something into practice. You don't got pockets on those pants. The only place you can put it under the jersey. You know, maybe tuck that in. Maybe. Five pound tub of hummus, maybe if he's really <laughs> watching the calories, it could be. That could be. Uh, let's let it out. You, some people say angles, but I'm a little more skeptical. I'm taking a different angle. I like it. Um, I'm, I was waiting for Santa Fe to call him, but he's—I I think he's officially dead
think he may have died. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we were going to have recurring guests Santa Fe on, but um, it turns out when you're doing a, a Welcome Back podcast in the beginning of August, there's not a whole lot of sports going on. So, uh, we could we could touch, you know, if we're, if we're doing the round table, the Brewers, for what it's worth. Ooh, have the number a little baseball, one, I like it. They have the number one minor league system in all of Major League Baseball now after these uh, trades they've been making. So, I mean, I think thumbs up, David Stearns being the, uh, the new kind of new school owner, the, uh, the Ivy League numbers guy, hashtag analytics, hashtag sources, what up, CT? Um, I, like, I like the way they're, I mean, they're trending up. They got to trade that Roy Ranger because I don't really care for him anymore. They traded Luke Roy. I like the moves. They got pitching. They got young talent. I'm excited for what the future holds. Did you want them to get Gallo, though, for that micro I, idea? I did want them to get Gallo just because, I mean, the Brewers having a guy who strikes out but also hits 500-foot home runs is just what they've always had. I mean, take me back to the Russell Brandy and Richie Sexton days, please. Yeah. Uh, if we keep going, uh, we can mention Matt Stairs and my personal favorite, Jeremy Burnett. Well, he wasn't Jeremy. a Brewer, but I'm a, I'm actually a big Adam Dunn aficionado. Know oh, a lot. Of, I know a lot of Adam Dunn stats. Here so, Mister Deep Dive. <laughs> I, 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 I once spent um, an hour and a half on Adam Dunn's uh, baseball reference page. So I know that he struck his career high in, in uh, season strikeouts is two hundred and twenty-two. So spout him off, Schwab. Let's. What else do you have? Well, his best career batting average was two sixty-four. Um. He played in 2001 career games and had over 3,000 strikeouts, I believe. So That's he he averaged he averaged about 1.5 strikeouts um, a game. So it's a it's a pretty impressive stat. I think I think it was around 3,400 strikeouts he had for his career. But uh, prodigious home run hitter. So love yeah, and he never finished lower than fifth overall in strikeouts in the league. So, but he made $110 million, so good for him. And anytime your nickname is the Big Donkey, I mean, I want to have a beer with that guy. <laughs> but, I mean, if the Brewers could get a guy, if the Brewers could get a guy like that, I would buy his jersey. So, in a heartbeat, I think what I think the Brewers need to do, I was saying, what I think the Brewers need to do is go back on the David Stearns angle and get... The actual David Stern. <laughs> bring him in as a consultant. And then I think the star power alone would let you bring in better free agents, maybe rake, rake some you know, lotteries if they have those in the MLB. Um, but I think that would be an exciting direction. I, I think I've got an angle to make that happen. So, Atanasio, one of his sons, is in a band, occasionally performs national anthems for the Brewers. So we get it. Atanasio's son that's a Jewish family, such as Stearns, get him to perform for one of David and Stearns, the actual NBA guy, granddaughters like bar mitzvahs or something to get on his good side. It's a bot mitzvah if it's a, if it's a girl. Sorry, bot mitzvah. So, I mean, that's the Stearns-Stearns I mean, seven degrees of separation with Kevin Bacon on the Stearns-Stearns connections there. I think it's a no-brainer. <laughs> hey, I, you know what? <laughs> that logic cannot be denied. Speaking I mean, did we of, just say baseball in Milwaukee? I think we did. <laughs> I think I got a, type, I got a drink 
draft an email here really quick once we get off the pod. Speak, speaking of um, speaking of baseball, you know what's weird? Kind of Twilight Zone-esque? Is the Yankees actually building up through their farm system. I think they have the number two system behind the Brewers now. Which we all know how that's going to work out. The Yankees will win five out of six World Series in ten years. And exactly. The keep well, winning 80 games. Well, yeah, the last time they did this was 1992. Hmm. Seemed to work out for them pretty well after that, so... Pretty decent. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting seeing the Yankees, you know, shoveling off some of their uh, their old uh, old contracts that they have with, you know, paying guys like A-Rod $70 bajillion to spit sunflower seeds and talk about his past. I don't even know how much money oh. they're going to offer Bryce Harper when he's a free agent. Like $400 million? Four hundred. John Carlos Stanton's making like three twenty-five right now. Yeah, and Bryce is go- and Bryce is going to be a free agent when he's like 25, 25 or twenty-six. His second contract is probably going to be bigger than his first. He's like the Randall Cobb of baseball. I, want, I mean, I don't think Randall Cobb is going to warrant a ten-year, four hundred million dollar contract. But I see what you're saying. <laughs> uh, I, on the other hand. Don't make any connections there. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to be nice. Connor, back to the... Feel free to elaborate in a stern, stern's manner on that one. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, I think Randall Cobb signed his first contract extension when he was, what, he was what, 24. So yeah. then the second one, is, he's going to be like... Yeah, ex- well, I'm not, a big, I'm not a big math guy, but it, that contract was for four years. And Bryce Harper's is probably going to be for 10 years. So it might be a little bit longer of a contract from Bryce, for Bryce. But I don't know. I'm not a big math guy. That, I mean, when you consider NFL careers versus MLB careers, I think, you know, there's some, some normalization that has to occur. There is a little proportionality there, I would say. We're talking about proportionality. And <laughs> really Bryce Harper's going to have $400 million guaranteed. <laughs> Proportional. It's all. Hey, it's all proportional. I was more than years. <laughs> <laughs> also, that's the second large P word I've used tonight, but I've since forgotten what the other one was. Anything else that that we had to that we had to address on the welcome back pod? Do we want to give maybe a fantasy league breakdown for our for the insiders uh, of our fantasy league that we have coming up? Uh, the draft was supposed to be on uh, Sunday, the 28th of August, but turns out that's the day of Santa Fe's funeral, so we have to move it to the 29th. <laughs> any any uh, expectations or anything that you want to throw out there? Shit talk to the other members of the Fantasy League who happen to be our only listeners to the pod? I would like to... Uh... You know, just just recognize the uh, recognition of the potential for the Colson Bowl, which I think is going to be an all-timer. You know, I, I'm going to give this distinct shout-out to Bob Woodruff. Um, he's the GM of our Fantasy League. Uh, I put in the groundwork for the Colson Bowl. Now, for our other loyal listeners, maybe the two or three of them, the background of the Colson Bowl is we have... Uh, <laughs> Two guys in the group that dated. One ended up married, a, a, a female. 
Uh, congrats on the sex, by the way. And so we want to get them paired, paired up in a rivalry matchup. And it's, the, it's pretty much served up on the silver platter to Bob Woodruff, the GM. And he refuses to acknowledge it despite the league's wishes. This is official call-out uh, to Bob Woodruff to cease and desist being an idiot and give the people what they want. Uh, a typical podcast matter. I did not know that that was going to spiral out of control in the <laughs> manifesto. But hey, I mean, that's why we have the platform, right? CT, you got anything? You know, I think the only thing that's left to say is we got to give a quick shout out to the Pisties. You know, just <laughs> yep, always. Uh, hey, great. oh no, we do have to give a shout out to the Pisties for signing our boy, John Lure. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were going to say Boban, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boban, Boban, too. Boban, big fan. Listens to the pod. God, that's the my second unit right there. I'm excited. I'm excited for the Pisties now. Let's go. All right. Always a shout-out to the Pisties. Oh, did you guys see how much... Did you guys... Uh, one last thing. Jabari Parker. Did you see everybody's in love with Jabari Parker? Well... Now in shape and athletic, Jabari Parker. I think that is a official name. Yes. No more. No more baby fat Jabari Parker. Okay. I didn't know. I didn't know we're body shaming on the cast, but. Oh no! That's, we definitely do that. Sans, sans the Tony Romo discussion we just had five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was a five-pound top-up on us, right? <laughs> All right. Well, um, I think that's going to do it for the for the welcome back podcast. Uh, I thank you for listening, and I thank the boys for getting back together. So uh, we'll see you later. <laughs>